Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. You know, yesterday on the show, I said I was just looking, for, if you may recall, I said I was just looking for one normal day because this week has sucked. I got divorced. Um, well, my nephew got signed to South Dakota. That was kind of cool. Super exciting. Okay, we're having problems with Dana's microphone. Uh, Chris, can we turn that on? I feel like that's a there sign that I should there just go is. home. <laughs> There it is. The universe wants me to go have a cocktail on the plaza. And then um, and then I thought I thought today when I came to work, I thought, this is going to be my first normal day of the week. I'm not getting divorced. Uh, Dana's not doing whatever. My nephew's not going to South Dakota. Kids are not doing this or whatever. And I thought, this is going to be a normal day. And then our general manager, Roxanne Marotti, mm-hmm. Decided to turn the newsroom into the playground at McDonald's. Okay, you all have to do this at work. It was Roxanne's idea. Oh, my God. This is... I'm actually half inclined to call her. So, yeah, call her. I'm going to. Because I just texted her. I just touched... This was bad. Chewed gum. And it was completely worth it. So what she's doing, you guys, is there's this 12 days of Christmas, and she hides this little stocking somewhere in the building. But the building is enormous. You know that. So, and, and then you get clues throughout the day as to where the stocking might be. And I've never been here for the finding, because sometimes it's hidden in the morning, and sometimes it's hidden, you know, at 11, and I'm not rolling in until later. So today, and I even said this to her, I go, I, I'm going to come in early today, and I am going to... I'm going to rock that stocking. I cannot wait to rock that stocking. I am going to find it. But you didn't rock the stocking. And, and the only clue that we got was that you might have to really dig through trash and turn the place upside down to find it. Totally unacceptable. Let's see if this goes out. Hello. Uh, Roxanne, you're on the air. You're with Dana and Parks. Oh my God, let me turn my radio off. <laughs> what have you yes. done? What have you done? 
What? What happened? Have you not seen the photos of the newsroom? It's destroyed. Yeah. The sports I guys got up. Crash the- on the floor. Yeah. For, for 30, 30 years, I built that newsroom. <laughs> 30 years, Roxanne. I, it was just one clue. I didn't expect Dana to like go crazy and like start it wasn't Dana. Know, rolling over death. No, it, it wasn't Dana. It was your entire office place. Yeah. They were tearing it up, Roxanne, like a bunch of drunk raccoons yes. who found a dumpster. Raccoons are cleaner. <laughs> no. Well, I'm sweating, but I came I came away victorious. And when I say I went through every trash can, Roxanne, I touched human chewed gum, and I and believe, I believe tobacco. tobacco chewed, not like the skull in a can. It smelled like that wintergreen someone has spit chew in this trash can yeah. and I got right in there like a dumpster mm-hmm. diver on a HGTV. Mm-hmm. That's why I did the, the trash can and the clue because I didn't think people would get that nut. Nope. <laughs> oh, they got the nut. <laughs> you vastly underestimate what people will do for a gift card. <laughs> Have, I'm looking out into the newsroom right now. It's not good. No, <laughs> Looks I like, know, I saw a couple pictures. Looks like we've been ransacked. <laughs> Dan's out there picking it all Poor up. Dan Weinbaum. <laughs> anyway, thank you. This has been so fun. There is nothing like a good scavenger hunt. It is fun, and especially seeing Sam Stevie last week, like, so oh wedding. Oh, my God. Like oh. him for an hour. When he won the tickets to the game. Yeah. The, yes. the, the prizes have been top-notch. I mean, uh, so hats off to you for that. But I ain't digging good. through trash okay. again. You could tell me that Taylor Swift was in one of the trash cans, and then maybe I would look that hard again, but probably yeah. not. <laughs> well, I, it has been fun. It's been fun to see everybody run around like crazy people. <laughs> and, and tomorrow's the last day? No, today is the last day. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, 12 you, days of Christmas. You couldn't have put that on the FM side? <laughs> nope. Oh, my God. Thank you. That was so Why much fun. Why can't you put that in, like, Johnny Dare's office or something? Oh, no way. It needs to be on your guys' side. No. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm sweating, <laughs> and it's 59 degrees in the studio. But thank you. That I have not had a workout like that in a very long time. Be well. I love it. Okay, be well. All, All right. right. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Right, love bye. you. Like a bunch of rabid, psychotic. While watching you guys raccoons. run around throwing literally throwing out garbage can bags and just saying screw it like she's like children <laughs> there must be a gift card underneath this bag who spits raw chew into a trash can winter mint by the way uh bink oh god <laughs> i somehow feel better if i know who it was and i don't know why but now that you tell me it's bink's spittle i'm it, like oh, okay was it was it wintergreen oh yeah you could tell it was wintergreen? I can still smell it on my that, fingers, that's Scott. Jay, that's Jay Binkley. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's I'm just so being honest fun. with you. Oh, my God. I chew, I chew regular Copenhagen, so that would not have a wintergreen scent. Are you still chewing from time to time? I, from time to time. I don't do it very often. Um, I do it in the shower in the morning, and that's it. And I'm sure. Wait, you chew in the shower? I guess you can't smoke cigarettes in the shower. I don't smoke. You you chew in the shower. So I'm probably going to get in trouble for this. Um, but we're, we're so beyond that but, this week. But I don't <laughs> I just don't really? care I, anymore. I couldn't this care less. This is way down on the list. Okay. So um, when I wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. I will put a chew in my mouth. Okay. So there's there's an ordeal 
when I get into the show, this is not right. You have your your. There's a there's a um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, routine. There's a routine. That's right. So it starts off with I start, especially in the winter. You know, I have horrible seasonal affective disorder. Yeah. So I get up in the morning, and I have that super cute, very expensive uh, space heater that I brought in last week. Yes. I will run that for no fewer than 15 minutes okay. in the bathroom to get the bathroom floor nice and yeah. warm. Then I will go in and I will start the water at super hot. And that runs probably for five minutes. Okay. Then I go into the bathroom. I put a chew in my mouth. I get into the shower. I turn the shower down to an acceptable level. Now we've wasted um, oh, horrible multiple of gallons oh, of water. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I get it. I get it. So I, I actually have a topic about this. And um, then I get in the shower and I, I stand there for about 20 minutes and I just chew. Okay. That is awkward and bizarre, but it's it's your house and it's your routine. Okay. Uh, we went a couple weeks ago to buy a new shower head. And I was introduced to a bunch of terms that I have never heard before in my entire life. RPGs and MNRs and... Plumber's tape. QRT squareds and uh, pressure per second. All of these things. PPS, I believe that's what it was. And Amazon ranks, and so did the New York Times, the best shower heads for your money. And they're not expensive, Scott. The ones that they ranked the best for your money were like 60, 70 bucks. But I did not understand what any of these terms meant. Hmm. And one of the biggest things you're looking for is whatever the acronym was for how fast the water comes out, i.e. how much water are you wasting. And in a handful of states, they have limited the type of shower head that you can put on your shower because it really does. It says every second you're wasting like a gallon of water or something. But what I've never understood about water waste, and I don't like to be wasteful, is isn't it just going down the drain and going back into our water pipes to then just be recycled? Recycle. It's not like it's going in, like, I don't know where <clears throat> it would go that we would be wasting it. It's not like you're taking it and pouring it. You know, I, um, to answer your question, no, you're not wasting it. Yes, in in some cases, it may go back down to the creek, down to the river. To then be but, rewashed but, but, but and recycled. Just, and- but it only gets recycled back in. Yes. Right. So, no, you're not wasting. The only thing you're wasting is your money. Well, good, because I went with the full-on RPGs. Good for you. Whatever it is. Yeah. I, the I, highest I, you're allowed to have is 2.5, so, whatever so, that means, and I went 2.5. Right. When we were kids, mom would be like, you're wasting water. You're not wasting water. Okay. All that all that water either gets uh, sent right back to the water yeah. plant or it gets sent back out to the river. I always thought like if I was bottling you're, you're it not, up in the shower – and hiding it in my you're basement, not, you're not wasting then it. you're literally wasting it. It's just sitting somewhere else. Right. No, you so, are you are not wasting your water. Long story short, 60 bucks, go find it. I think it was it. a Moen, M-O-E-N, or however you say that. M-O-E-N? You can get it at any, and it was the number one rated on the New York Times. It's M-O-E-N, yeah. It's and really good. it is delightful. Did you like it? Yeah, it's good. <laughs> got a little wand if you need Whoa. to wash off. Whoa. Well, no, I need that because when I golf, I've got sand on my feet and I don't want to take a full shower for that. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. She is Dana Wright. The he dumpster is- diver. The queen of dumpster diving. Booyah! <laughs> he is Chris Minders. <laughs> my name is Scott Parks here on KMVC. Story here from CNN. Mm. Yeah. 
Hmm. Pick another word. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lopez says that she and her husband, Ben Affleck, have PTSD. Okay. From the intense public spotlight on their relationship when they first dated two decades ago. The singer explaining in an interview with Variety magazine why she decided to document their relationship on her new album and in the companion film, This Is Me Now. Quoting here from Jennifer Lopez, As artists, we have to follow our heart. And this is me, following my heart, and doing something that maybe everybody didn't think was the best idea, but I had to do it. I have no idea what I just read. She added, We both have PTSD regarding the media frenzy that the two caused early on when they called off their first engagement in 2004. They rekindled their relationship in April of 2021 and married in 2022. Thank God. Lopez said, but we're older now. We're wiser. We also know what's important, what's really important in life. And it's not so much what other people think. It's about being true to who you are. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I now the language I'm is out. getting too flat. I'm out. Is it possible that those in society, uh, Prince Harry, who are hounded by the paparazzi, specifically in Europe, okay. have heightened stress and trauma? I will use that word. When it is so relentless, you can't even step out without people chasing you. I, and I do think that for some people, that is an issue. I don't like calling it PTSD. I hate that. Uh, because I think there are domestic violence survivors who would tell her, let me show you what PTSD looks like. I think there are soldiers who would tell her, let me show you what PTSD yes. looks like. yes. Gunshot survivors mm -hmm. will tell you right here in town what PTSD looks like. Okay, all of those things you just described. Oh, I'm sorry, you had to get into a limousine. Well, you know, with all of the bodyguards and the, the the money that provides them a life on a private island off of Miami, and and all of those things that they have worked for, and we we put a Earn. premium on fame in Hollywood things here. Mm -hmm. And so they have earned that lifestyle. Not saying anything bad about that at all. Okay. But I really am uncomfortable with the term PTSD. Let, let me give you a better example that spoke more to my heart than what she was talking about. Jennifer Garner waged a very powerful and almost successful campaign with the paparazzi years ago when she was trying to raise her children. Mm. And... I, 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 you'd have to look this up. I don't know if it went as far as a law or hearings or, or anything like that. But she basically said, I cannot go with a sick child to the pediatrician's office without them jumping out and hounding us. And she finally said enough when it comes to the children. You are scaring the children. I am a mom with a sick child trying to get him to the doctor. She said there were times we would have 17 to 20 cars parked out in front of our house waiting for us to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, I understand that. Oh, thank God I don't. But for, for her to say, maybe not PTSD, but that it so affected their lifestyle, she had fear for her children and what it was doing to the children 
100% I understand that. And she went about it in a very responsible way saying, can we not get something changed here? Where I can't even take my child to the doctor? Right. That's silly. And I think most people would agree I, I, I think that she chose that life. The children did not. And you've heard the same thing about, you know, when Prince William and Harry were growing up. Right. In a way that for some reason, I, I don't feel the same about what Jennifer Lopez is saying. Well, it, it's not PTSD. <laughs> Let me give the phone number out. 913-586-7798. 586-7798. They also feed off the frenzy that sells the magazines that right. puts people in the seats to watch the movies and the concerts. And so there's this give and a take with that, that you want to be on the front cover of Us Weekly. Because you have to sell a movie Because or you've a got to sell a movie. Yep. And then you complain when they actually do it. And then you say, we have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder. You were leaving your house with your boyfriend, Ben Affleck, in 2004. And you got the equivalent of shell shock? To be fair, you have also said in cases where there have been lawsuits, I think pretty recently, that a former soldier who was never in active duty combat claiming he had PTSD, you did not believe that I either. Be I don't believe that, no. I do. I, I think he, he was never in active duty combat, no. but was trying to claim PTSD for something or another. And so, I remember you saying that's not how that works. So if 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 I get to be the jerk on the show today, and and that's fine, you, I believe, you cannot get PTSD from just living life. Post traumatic stress disorder has to be much more significant than, oh, my God, people were trying to take my photograph. Unless you're Princess Diana. I, I do think there okay. are exceptions where, and, and you've seen the documentaries, she can't even get to her car, where they are hounding okay. her, they are shoving her. You know, this is why you see around town some athletes have personal protection now. Okay, good. Totally fine. And that's fine. But if somebody breaches your protection... That doesn't give you PTSD. The one example I'll never forget from a listener to the program who called in who was a nurse, okay? They see horrible things every day. ER doctors see horrible things every day. Was when there was a very violent death at a coffee shop, street side coffee shop, a few feet away from her. And she said, even though I have seen all of these horrible things in my career, mm -hmm. saving lives, she was diagnosed with PTSD after witnessing and hearing what happened a few feet away on that street corner. I will never forget that story because I do believe you can get PTSD from shocking, violent survival of school shootings, like that I, I don't kind of I, thing. And Dana, I don't dispute that. She said to this day, if yeah. she hears a loud bang... Sure. So I, I don't dispute that. If if you are like in a high school and God forbid there's a yeah. you know a mass high school shooting or you're at a movie theater, you might not want to leave your house for several years. And you would understand that sure. because I would put that in the category of PTSD. And, and I, I don't dispute that and I don't disagree with you at all. I think there are I don't think you have to be in law enforcement or in the military to get PTSD. I, I think you can get PTSD just by living life. Right, you're you're sitting at a coffee shop, and some maniac walks in and shoots the person to your immediate left. 
I, I, I believe you can get PTSD from that. I don't think that you can be worth, I don't know, $150, $200 million and trying to figure out which Caribbean island you're going to that day, right. walking out of your house to people taking your photograph, and all of a sudden you get PTSD. Because everyone in Hollywood then would have it. Oprah would have it. Yeah. I, I think, you know what I'm saying? Yes, and I think I think it does a great disservice to what really is post-traumatic stress disorder, which used to be called shell shock. But when you're Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, and you're complaining that you've suffered from PTSD for yeah. the last 20 years because people took your photograph, I think that does a great disservice to the people who really earned their PTSD. Because there are people who took bullets yeah. to get their PTSD. And don't have the platform to talk about it the, no. way, the way that they do. Is it possible she just chose, like we call all tissue Kleenex, and because they've had some stress, she mislabeled that no. we've had some stress in no. our life? No, I, I think she's so narcissistic that she thinks that she suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder because her life is so hard to live. Give me five minutes, let me try it. <laughs> 913-586-7798. Vicki, Dan, and the others will get with all of you in just a moment here on Dana and Parks. Dana here. There has never been a better time to get in to see Dr. Tag and the Center for Nutrition in Leewood because, yes, they have those game-changing medications that everyone is talking about. I told you I'm on it. I will never be off it. It makes me so happy. I'm 35 pounds down. I look better. I feel better. My fatigue is gone. And he always says to me, Dana, every patient needs a custom, individualized plan to help control their weight, their health, especially as we march toward our 50s and our 60s. He is now overseeing that entirely new health plan for me, just like he will do for you. And yes, ask them about those latest injectable FDA-approved medications that everyone's talking about. He's got them. If you feel sluggish like I did, do this with me, 913-814-8222. Or check them out at tagnutrition.com. Tagnutrition.com. Tell them you heard Dana bragging about them on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <laughs> so the, the text line has exploded, and I'm either a hero or a jerk. Um, wow. Okay, we'll get to those in just a minute. Um, Jennifer Lopez said in a recent podcast interview with Variety, actually, uh, that she and Ben Affleck, her husband, now, now you remember they dated back in like 2000. 
2004, 2005. Now they're back together. They got married. Uh, I'm sure they're doing fine. But in a recent interview with Variety, she said that she and Ben Affleck, because of the paparazzi exposure, suffer from PTSD. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I think we throw the word, the term PTSD around way too liberally. I will agree with you on that. And every time I'm struggling to deal with something, I must be having PTSD. No. No. I would argue that Pete, and maybe I'm wrong, PTSD is reserved for soldiers, firefighters, police officers, victims of violent, horrible crimes. I would say domestic violence survivors. Well, that's a violent crime. Um, But you don't get to be famous and live on two Caribbean islands and have to walk outside to your Bentley and be photographed and then claim PTSD. It, It does a disservice to people who have earned their PTSD. Am I wrong? I agree. Listen. Call it something else. 2023 has not been the best year of my life. Rich person Hollywood stress? But I would never That strikes when I'm running away from a photographer? That going through rehab and a divorce, I would never claim that I have PTSD. I might want PTSD. Might get a Dana PTSD. <laughs> there have been several days that Dana's probably said, <laughs> I got it. I'm kidding. <laughs> Vicky in Overland Park. Hello, Vicky. Yeah, I kind of think you're wrong, Scott. Okay. Um, I I am a 13-year cancer survivor, and I was diagnosed right before Christmas 13 years ago. And to this day, the Christmas season rolls around, and I am just get this over with. I can't stand it. I get on the elevator at the cancer center and listen to the recording of going up in the elevator, and I want to throw up. Mm. I mean, just hearing that. And I wasn't abused i wasn't you know a firefighter i wasn't anything like that but i would consider it's a traumatic experience now whether we call it ptsd or whatever we call it it's a traumatic experience that invokes a reaction in me now you know having having travis kelsey and taylor swift their relationship i have been thinking a lot about this and thinking, you know, this man now lives in my neighborhood. And it's like, oh, my gosh, can you imagine not even being able to go out of your house without people constantly coming up to you, wanting to take your picture, taking your picture without your permission, regardless of whether you chose. This is the right. profession that they chose. This is not, you know, just because they're famous doesn't mean they don't deserve to have a, a, life, a life like any of us could could go to the grocery store. Vicky, thank you for the call. In, in, in fairness, uh, he did go to the grocery store and was unaccosted. Quick funny story, and then we will get back to the phones. A friend of mine was at a very popular locally owned coffee shop, and she is waiting in line, and someone dropped their cell phone right behind her and it like hit her in the leg and she just heard the clunk and looked down there's a cell phone and she turned around to hand it over and said oh you're just gonna throw your phone at me because she's just being funny hello 
Who was it? Throwing your phone at me? Who was it? Turns around and it was, listen to me, before she before she knows who it is, right, she so starts, she, she, yes, she picks up, says, oh, you're going to throw your phone at me? She starts to turn around and a voice says, yeah, I've been dropping a lot of things lately. And she turns around and looks up is higher, it, higher. It, it was not Kadarius Tony. It was Travis. And she just went. And just handed him the phone and then got back in her line and got coffee. She didn't get a photo. She See? said he was so quick and so funny. And you're just going to throw your phone at me? And he goes, yeah, I've been dropping a lot of things lately. She was so discombobulated that he's just standing there in the line at, I don't know, the roastery. And uh, th- there he was. When was this? Um, Within the last couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, and she said he was lovely. A, they all laughed. A on, on I, I give you an A for the humor. Oh, a plus. Love the the self deprecating humor. Um, good for him. Yeah. But, but 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 see back to the point. I don't think people bother celebrities the way that we think they bother celebrities. Yeah. In Europe, I think it's worse. In L. A., I think it's worse. In New York, I see, don't think see, it's I as would, bad because there's argue, too many famous people. I, no one cares in New York. I would argue in L. A. It's just like New York. There's too many famous people. They don't bother with you. And so when J-Lo and Ben Affleck are leaving to go to some dinner event, I think most people in L.A. leave them alone. I mean, if Travis Kelsey can go to Trader Joe's and be completely left alone, let's be honest, Patrick, I think Travis may have eclipsed you. I I also think, though, if they're all out together, they they do have to have somebody... Sure. With them because you couldn't even I mean, ask George Brett what it was like twenty years ago just trying to get to a urinal mm-hmm. in, in, in at KCI. Right. The last thing I'll say about coffee and then we'll get back to the phones. <laughs> I said, please tell me when his order was ready, the barista said, Travis, order for Travis. Tra- we have an order for a Travis. <laughs> Taylor's boyfriend. Yeah, I got it. That's that's me. <laughs> Hi, uh, Richard on line three. Richard, hello, welcome. Hey, uh, hey, Dana, you remember me from 10th Street? Yes. Hi. Uh, back in '97, I was robbed. Uh, got laid on the floor. Two guns in my head. Oh God. Uh, long story short, uh, we ended up shooting it out, and ever since then, I've had nightmares once, twice a week. Every time somebody walks into a room. I jump into a defensive position. I even did it almost hit my mother one night because she snuck up on me. That's 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 what PTS is. It ain't this crap the celebrities are crying about. Okay. Okay, violent event. I put that in that category. Okay. But Scott, I, I, and we'll maybe repeat this story here in a little bit. Let's not do it now. I cannot have anyone sneak up on me for any reason. And if you have Ask the people closest to me. And Chris will tell you this. I don't think this is unusual. If he walks in and let's say I'm in the bathroom blow drying my hair and I don't know that he has come in and he just rounds the corner and says, hey, I'm home. I will go Wah! like mm-hmm. I live in that space, that cortisol space. I think I have more of it than most people and do not ever sneak up and think you're going to be funny to Dana, because I will turn around and jack you in the face. See, and, and when I was in my 20s, I used to think scaring the women in my life was funny. I now know that it's not. And at any given moment, I will have one of three women in my house, okay? 
And if I walk in and I know that they're there, obviously their car's parked in the driveway or in the garage or whatever, I will announce my presence from yeah. the first floor. Yeah. Chris knows now. You have to. I mean, with women, and this is not misogynistic at all. If I walk into the house and I know that Sarah is is in the house, but I don't see her, okay, or Maya or yeah, whomever, I'm home. or whatever yeah. woman in my life, uh, I will walk into the first floor. If I do not see you, I will say, I am here. Yeah. I'm home. I am here. Yeah. Do not shoot me. <laughs> Fair it enough. is critically important that I do not take now, a bullet. I would not call that PTSD for me. No. It's just something I don't do. I don't handle that well. Let's go to Dan in Olathe. Dan, hello. Welcome. Hey, guys. How are you today? We're doing well. Thank you. Good. Hey, um, I was actually going to mention the um, Crown Center uh, Skywalk collapse that happened back in like 81. Absolutely. And how they were finding that um, there was this huge uh, number of police and firefighters that had responded to that that started calling in sick more frequently than everybody else. But then upon further research, they also found that there was dispatchers. There was even crane operators that were suffering what we would now call PTSD because they were there. They didn't necessarily see everything, but they knew what happened and they knew how many people died and they were a part of that whole scene. So it wasn't like it was a, you know, well, it was kind of a violent thing, but they weren't right there. They weren't there to see the, the, the terrible aftermath of that but they were a part of the whole thing. And, yep. and I would argue that, yeah, they did have PTSD from that. That being said, I think what people confuse PTSD with is depression or anxiety. I mean, I've seen videos <clears throat> of veterans literally crying to a cop asking for a hug because they were about to commit suicide or they were about to jump off a bridge. Um, I think it's like 17 veterans every day commit suicide for whatever reason, for what they think they did, for their desperation and trying to get a new life. It, it, it drives me nuts, not just celebrities, but anybody that thinks they have PTSD and they explain why. It's like, no, you don't. You have anxiety or you have depression. Don't call it something bigger. You have not, for lack of a better term, you yeah. have not earned that right. It's a great point, Dan, and I, I agree with you. The Hyatt is, would be a prime example yeah. of that. And when he said anxiety, I'm sure that Jennifer Lopez, over people following her around, aggressively taking photographs, I am sure that causes anxiety. So Let's call it that, though. And, and maybe growing up in the military has jaded me in this regard. When I think of PTSD, and I'm, I, I can't name names, obviously, but there are several people that served in Vietnam with my dad who will wake up in the middle of the night screaming in terror yeah. and choking their wives. Not because they want to kill their wife, no. but because the they're, they're, they're having a night terror. Yeah. And uh, I agree with you, Scott. Like I think in your me, mind, that's, me, PTSD. that's PTSD. But I would tell you there is a spectrum of PTSD. And I think that would okay. be on the very, very okay. extreme, horrible end of the spectrum. But I do think there are other cases, like he mentioned, with the 
Hyatt collapse and horrible nightmares and and just the fallout from it from any disaster like that yeah, I can that also that. qualifies in a different way. Yeah, but 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 I, I guess what bothers me is you know we talk about you know Lieutenant Colonel so and so who I can't name on the air who wakes up in the middle of the night and chokes his wife, okay, because he doesn't know he yeah he's just having a night terror from Vietnam, and then you talk about the people from 1981 and the Hyatt collapse. You, we, if if we want to push all these people over into PTSD, I, I'm okay with that. I'm not okay with you're worth a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I know. You own two islands yeah, in the Caribbean, and you got your picture taken too much. Yeah, and now you have PTSD. Uh, that is insulting. That's insulting. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Dana Wright, Chris Minders. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. We will get to the phone lines here in just a second. Um, Cookie in Kansas City, Missouri. Cookie, good afternoon. Hi, welcome. Good afternoon. Hi. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear. Thank you. Okay. Yes, I am a registered nurse, and at the time I was working at the hospital that was right across from the Hyatt, and I was a new nurse. Less than a year out, I worked in the operating room. I got the call about coming down to the hospital because of the Hyatt collapse. And uh, since I was one of the first nurses to respond, I was able to go home first because I had been there the longest. And I'll never forget, I went downstairs to get a pop in the basement. And when the elevator doors opened, I never got over the wailing sounds of the family members. When you see a hundred people Mm. laying on gurneys dead and family members are down there identifying their family members. I remember I woke up at night during the middle of the night, breaking all out in sweat hearing that wailing sounds for over a year. It's a sound like you never forget. And I was really upset because back at that time, we probably could have had some type of debriefing or or something. All I remember when I left, the nurse that was running things, she said, don't forget, be here first thing Monday morning. And I'm like, (laughs) that's the thanks, I guess. (laughs) And so that experience has never, never really left me. So I could kind of see how someone, everybody experiences PTSD in different ways. And so um, that was years ago, like it's been over 30, 40 mm-hmm. years ago. I can't even yeah. remember when. It was, it was for, uh, 42 years ago. Yeah. 42 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So, and they, yeah. So, and I was there in that operating room, and I will <laughs> never forget seeing a hundred dead bodies laying out on gurneys and family members leaning over them. So, you know, PTSD can come in many different ways. Hmm. Okay. Um, that's, that's- I, I, I just, I, I don't know why I put PTSD up on this shelf. Because and, and nobody why. else is allowed to come near it. It's a spectrum, and that is the spectrum to which you are closest aligned. But I have a friend whose sister was carjacked at gunpoint from a mall several years ago. Okay. 
And I think she would tell you that very much is still PTSD every time she's in a parking garage. You know, just the anxiety and the all of that stuff for, for anything that where you think you're going to lose your life. But, 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 but is, it a, is it PTSD or is it just anxiety? Or are they one and the same? Man, I, I think if you've got a gun to your head, give me your car. That's I, mean, I, I think that is under, can be under the umbrella of PTSD. Because, because wouldn't most people say, I've experienced something in my life, whether it was the loss of a sure. family member that was unexpected or, you know, I went through the windshield of a car, um, people have been shot, where, where you would argue that we would all be roaming around with PTSD. Yeah, we all have PTSD. I don't think I have PTSD. Well, I've told this story before that when I was a teenager, someone pointed a gun at me out of their car in North Topeka and fired a shot. I did not know at the time that it was an airsoft gun, and the bullet went into my tire. To this day, if I'm at a stoplight and there is a car parked to my left or to my right and we're all sitting there waiting together, I don't like the feeling of having someone that close to me in a car next to me. But do you think you have PTSD or do you just think you have a little bit of anxiety about it? I think it's anxiety about it. I wouldn't call it PTSD, but like you would think um, 30 years later, yeah. why am I, why, like, why am I even thinking about see, that? See, I would argue with, with PTSD to me and I'm no expert. I don't have it. But when I think about PTSD, it is an uncontrollable emotional response. I.e. Yeah. The like you can't listen to a helicopter in a movie theater. That's a big one for Vietnam veterans. Yeah. Uh, or in the middle of the night, you wake up and you've got your hand on somebody else's throat. To me, that's PTSD. For somebody like me who, ooh, I'm, I'm in traffic and I hear a car accident next to me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that completely threw me back to March 9th of 1988. That's anxiety. That's not PTSD. Uh, Lynn in Overland Park. Lynn, hello. Hi. Hi. How are you guys? So good. Go ahead. So I was in a bank robbery, a full, it was a takeover, where three three guys came in and big guns and everybody got down. And I was pregnant, so it was 35 years ago. And I have... PTSD from that because it was a very loud, I mean, they were throwing chairs down. Back then the teller drawers were metal and they were throwing that around. They were jumping over the counter, just very, very loud. I, to this day, have reactions anytime there's a loud surprise noise yeah. or something yeah. I'm not ready for. And I jump. Sometimes I cuss. Sometimes I fall out of a chair. Um, because I jumped so bad, um, people laugh and they think, oh, my God, you're, you're so jumpy. And I am 35 years later. I just. Um, but there's nothing I, funny about it, Lynn. That is your body's no. fight or flight response. And you are fleeing and fighting. And, and I hope that they caught those guys and they were put away forever. Can we ask her real quick, Scott? Yes. Were, were, were they caught? And please tell me they're still in prison somewhere. Oh, heck no. no. Oh, they, they, they caught them. But it was not for the bank robbery. It was for drugs because mm -hmm. they'd been watching them for drug activity, but not for bank robbery, no. Lynn, we're glad you're okay. It's like D.B. Cooper. No. We tend to romanticize bank robberies in the United States, and I don't know why, but if you have anyone in your life that has been through that, it is, there's Amen. nothing romantic about it at all. Quick break for the news. Dan Weinbaum has that coming up in two minutes. Chris Minders, Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks.
here on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 